0: Hello, and welcome to Word Alive here on Blog Talk Radio. I am one of the co-hosts here. My name is Renetter. Our other co-host is Ella, who I hope will be joining me later. I haven't been able to touch bases with her uh, today. Well, it's so good to be back here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, We haven't been here for a couple of months. I've been really busy uh, this summer. I've been doing a lot of babysitting and I'm usually babysitting on Thursday nights or so used to not doing it from babysitting that I forget about it, but we're back. Well, we've been talking this year about progress and God takes change, and uh, we've been visiting different um, parts, different um, attributes to change uh, that takes place. As we progress in God through changing, so we talked about at the beginning how uh when you get saved you're you're you come into a new life, so to speak, that you're you don't know really anything about it, even if you've been raised in a church, you think you know because you've been around it all of your life, but you're not really, really a part of it until the transformation process begins to take place on the inside of you. Until your heart conditions begins to change and readjust based on this new entity that you've been introduced on the inside of you, because when you're going to church all of your life and you're going to like a a, a church where Christian, Christianity is taught, you it's on the outside of you. It's not inside of you, so you're watching other people begin to change as they are experiencing God on the inside of you. You hear people testify about it. You hear people talk about it. You hear preach, people preach about it so you know of it, but you don't really know it because to really know it, it has to take place on the inside of you. And so when we first get saved and we get introduced to the Holy Spirit and uh, the love of Jesus, the love of God and salvation and what that really means, you're introduced to a whole world of new things. You have walked into a new beginning in your life, and this becomes really more real to you if you get saved as an adult. And the older you are when you get saved, the more real it is to you. Because as a child, you may not really understand all of these things yet, because you haven't had an opportunity to, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> to uh, get engrafted really into the world when you get saved as a child. So it's not a a lot of stuff embedded in you that's embedded in an adult when they get saved. And the older you are, the more rooted and grounded you are in the world, the more change that has to really take place. Excuse me, I need to take a drink. (coughs) I apologize. I'm in the process of healing from a cold right now so we've been talking about uh, different things, uh, different attributes of change. In the beginning, we talked about how, you know, uh, a lot of times changes take place in our life that we have no control over, but then we're left with how are we going to respond to these changes. And it's a choice uh, that you have to make if you choose to live life to the fullest in spite of sometimes the really devastating changes that take place in our life we can make a choice to let the changes take us out that have happened that we would never have chosen on our own, or we can choose to rise above the plot of the enemy to destroy us through these changes and still live a really good life. And then we talked about uh, one of the most interesting parts I think we were talking about was uh, Sister Ellis teaching on the impact of love in uh, our transformation process, as we change in our progress and in God. So she even really got into talking about how, you know, God chastens those whom he loves. A lot of times we go through things in our life and we want to blame all, all of the bad stuff on the enemy or the stuff that we view as bad or that makes us feel uncomfortable um, or things that we would never choose to go through in our own lives. And sometimes the stuff that we think is uncomfortable, the think, things that we think are bad, uh, is, was not thrown on us by the enemy necessarily. They are things that are being utilized to uh, mold us into the, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the image that God would have us to be. And God utilizes a lot of different things to help us go through the process of changing into what He has called us to be. I hope I'm not going to cough all night. <laughs> excuse me. I haven't been doing a lot of talking because I don't have to really talk on my job. So I didn't know it was going to have this effect on me. Well, excuse me. I've been under the weather for uh, a week now, over a week. <laughs> excuse me. And so, um,. We talked a little bit about uh, being a doer of the word. We've talked about how, you know, there's no way you're going to change without really uh, getting into the word of God, seeing what the word of God is talking about, what God's expectation of us is, and we find that in the word. And then not only getting in the word and going to church and hearing the word preached, but meditating and showing how that word that God is imparting into our lives. So that word becomes real to us, a part of us, becomes rooted and grounded in us. We become rooted and grounded in it. And then it can effectively transform us and cause our thinking to change. And then uh, Ella brought in the talking about love and how the impact of God's love on our lives changes us. When we find out that God really loves us and that he loves us beyond Anything that we could ever do to earn that love, but he loves us just because we exist. Because he created man in his own image, after his own likeness. He chose man, so he chose to love us. We didn't choose him to love us. We didn't do anything to gain his love. He just loves us because we exist. And so uh, we don't have to earn his love. No, God loves you. You do not have to earn God's love. He loves you. And for some people, that's the hardest thing. That's a a, a big challenge to accept. I didn't have to do anything to make God love me, but he just loves me. Yes, that's right. And so once we come to grips with the fact that God loves us, and he loves us no matter what we do, what we say, who we interact with, what our life has been before we met him, what our life is after we meet him, he just simply loves us because of God's love for us, we always have an opportunity to get it right before him and in his presence. Now, listen to what I said. I said before him and in his presence. We are not called to get it right before men. Another challenge that we face is we're always trying to get it right before men. We're always trying to please men. We're always trying to get it right before the denomination, before the so-called church. But we're called to get it right before God. Uh, we 're called to live a life that 's pleasing unto him now, if I live my life pleasing unto god i don 't have to worry about whether i 'm pleasing man because the men that I need to be pleasing or I need to be appear just before i 'm going to feel i 'm going to appear just before because i 'm just before God. See our righteousness don 't come from what we do our righteousness comes from God in Christ. God is the only one who can see my heart. So many times we're running around trying to figure out how we're going to please this bishop and how we're going to please that pastor and how we're going to please this mother and how we're going to please that sister and how we're going to please this one, that one, or the other, this family member, this friend, this coworker, this boss. No, please God. If you live a life that is pleasing unto God, you never, ever have to worry if you're pleasing a man. And when I say man, I mean humankind. Because those that you're supposed to be approved of, if you're living what God told you to live, calling you to live, is teaching you and training you and equipping you to live, you will be just in the eyes of those that you need to be just in front of. Okay. So so we want to talk uh, a little bit about, you know, our thinking I would like to refer everybody to Dr. Carolyn Lee. Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Uh You can look her up on the internet, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-L-E-A-F. She is a sciences of the brain, so to speak, and she is a studier and teacher of the word of God, and she really, really knows how to um, put the way we think uh, the way God created us, our brains, and how it all works together. And how the Word of God is right. The Word of God is right. If we discipline ourselves according to the Word of God, we will not go wrong. The Bible tells us to, the Lord says, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so one reason why we need to get in the word after we can save it, so we can learn of him. Jesus was a master. He was called a master teacher when he lived. Now, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and he is our master teacher. Jesus left, but he didn't leave us alone. He left us with a comforter, the Holy Spirit, which now lives within each and every believer he has come to lead us and guide us into all truth, and he teaches us the word as we get into Word, to the word, as we read and study the word, as we listen to the word, as we meditate upon the word. The Holy Spirit teaches us that word for us, for you, wherever you are in your season, in your life. He rightly divides the truth to us. The word tells us to study to show ourselves approved of God, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you go to the word with the Holy Spirit, you can rightly divide the word of truth because the Holy Spirit is going to give you the revelation of what that word is saying to you at the period of time that you are reading it for your life, for you. You know, so many times we hear people arguing about the word of God. We hear ministers and bishops uh, debating the word of God one of them trying to prove their point the other one trying to prove their point uh organizations have been split and many 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 organizations and denominations exist all over the world because men cannot come to agreement on the word of god and when they couldn't come to agreement on the word of god they split the best teacher of the word of god is the holy spirit we go to church We hear the word preached. We hear the word taught. And then we go home and we take that word that we've been preached and taught and we get back into it again. And we allow the Holy Spirit to download into us what God is saying specifically to us for where we are in our life at that moment and for future. Because that word is deeply rooted and planted within you. And sometimes that word, you will be going through something in your life And you will be reminded of a particular message, a particular word that you heard before. And that message will be preached to you again by the Holy Spirit for its use at that moment in your life or in that situation or circumstance that you're going through. And the word also transforms you because it changes the way you think about something. You know, another challenge that we face in life is giving up the way we think it should be and accepting what God says it should be. You know, when I moved to White Cloud years ago, I was faced with uh, the dilemma of where I had been all my life, what I I had been taught all my life in the word of God, and what God was trying to say to me and teach me and show me at that time. And I had a choice to make. Am I going to hold on to everything I've ever been taught that, you know, was... First and foremost in my mind, whenever I would sit down to read the word, I would hear those messages that I had been taught all my life as a child and as a young adult. I would hear that word preached when I would read a scripture that referenced that word. And I had to learn to hear the Holy Spirit and not what I had been taught. Listen to me. This is very important. I had to learn how to let the Holy Spirit Give me truth. The Holy Spirit has been given to you to lead you and to guide you into all truth. To show you the way that you should take. Because men think they know the way. We think we know the truth. We have a way that seemeth, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. But God has the way, the right way for you and for all mankind. However, we have to be open to receive it, and then once we receive it, grab a hold to it. And just let it take a hold of us, and we take a hold of it, and let it grow within us, and mature in us, and become a part of us, and we become a part of it. And then we walk that word out. As I taught a few lessons ago on this, we become doers of the word. You cannot be a doer of something that you don't know the truth of. You become a doer of false teaching. You become a doer of what you think is right, what seemeth right to man, but the answer of his destruction. Think about this, and as you think about it, let the Holy Spirit lead you to the truth of this message. If you would sit and be still in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit will explain what you need to know that's in this word for you tonight. You are not here by happenstance. You are hearing this for a reason. Let the truth be revealed. As the truth is revealed to you, let go of that which is not the truth. It doesn't matter if you've been taught it all of your life. It's not the truth. If it is not the truth, you don't need it. It's in the way. The scripture tells us to lay aside every weight which would so easily beset you. That means something that you may have been taught taught in the so-called house of God, that may not have been the truth that may been or it may have been partly truth and partly wrong, but let go of what what is going to damage you or damage somebody else when you give it to them, but hold fast to that which is truth, hold fast to that which is life, hold fast to that which matures you in the things of God that's going to lead you to your next level in him. that's how we progress in God. I take what God gives me for me, and I utilize it in me so that I walk my walk with him. I don't take what God gave you, and then I I try to adapt it to fit what I want, and I try to do it just like you do it to get where I think you are because I think that's where I should be. No. We all have our individual walk with God. And we all have to learn how to lead and depend on God. Trust God. Trust the, his leaders and guidance through the Holy Ghost. Trust that he has a plan for your life. He is the only one who knows your end from your beginning. He's the only one that can get you to your end from your beginning in him. And your beginning in God started when you believed. When you became a believer of his word, of his truth, of the gospel of Jesus, of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that was your beginning in God. That's your true beginning. When you were born again of the spirit, birthed into the body of Christ, birthed into the kingdom of God, birthed into righteousness and holiness, given a, a, a new start in life. Given hope, true hope, given true life, an opportunity for eternal life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we become partners with Him because He said He would never leave you or forsake you. This is a walk that we walk with God, it's a walk that we walk with Him. We are hand in hand with him. It's a partnership. It's an agreement that you come into with him. It is a covenant relationship. You are not alone. He knows the path that you should take. He knows the path that you are taking. He knows your every thought. Before you even think it, he knows what you're going to think. Before you even do it, he knows what you're going to do. He knows the sincereness of your heart. He knows the the inner core operations of your mind, your heart, your soul. He knows everything about you. Therefore, we need to learn to trust and lean upon him and ask him, Lord, which way should I take? How do we change? by being willing to let go of everything we know and say, God, what do you say? God, what do you want me to do? God, which which road do you want me to take? God, which door do you want me to walk through? God, who do you want me to marry? God, what church do you want me to plant in? minister in, labor in, be a part of, learn in, mature in, grow in. God, what do you want me to, what do you want to teach me in your word today? What do you want me in your word today? God, I want to agree with your will and your purpose for whoever is in need today. Holy Spirit, let's pray together that I pray in agreement with God today. You know God's plan. You know his will and his purpose for me. You know where I'm going to be today, what's going to happen to me today, who I'm going to encounter today. Prepare me and equip me through this prayer as I start my day. Step I take in every word I speak and every action that I make this day. Is aligned with the will, purpose, and plan of God, not only for me, but for everybody that I will encounter or that I'm supposed to encounter, that I'm supposed to reach out to, that I'm supposed to have a conversation with, that I'm supposed to embrace with the love of God, impact with the love of God today. We have to learn to live the life God has planned for us and not necessarily the life that we are planning for us. Sometimes it does line up, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we are missing the mark, and that's okay as long as you don't stay there. Stay there, but be willing to say, God, where do you want me today? You know, we have a pattern of, if you look at your life, most people, they have a pattern of life. We have a way that we do things every day of our lives. We have certain people that we counter on a kind of a regular basis. We have certain places that we go on kind of a regular basis. We have a, a um a way that we get where we're going on kind of a regular basis. Are you willing to change your your natural daily routine or pattern? Or your weekly routine or pattern, or your monthly routine or pattern to be aligned to the will of purpose and the plan of God? Or are you willing to throw out your plan completely aside start afresh? because your plan has nothing to do with where God wants you to be right now? And here we go right back to choices again. Choose you this day whom you will serve, God or manna. Who are you going to serve? Because if you choose to serve God, then you're willing to say yes to his will, even when it feels uncomfortable to you. Do you think it was comfortable to Jesus to say, nevertheless, thy will be done in the garden, where he knew he was getting up from that prayer to start his walk to the cross, to to be beaten, scorned, mocked, ridiculed, killed? Give up the ghost because of a sin that he didn't even commit that was not comfortable for him. And he is our savior and he was the son of, is the son of God. the only begotten son of God. And if he had to go through uncomfortable things as a man in this life, who are we to think our lives can only be, the only thing that can participate in our lives is what makes us comfortable. Think about that. Are we willing to be uncomfortable so that we can transform and be changed into the, all that God would help us to be, to do all that God would help us to do? Because change this transformation process that we are going to go through as we progress in God is not going to always be comfortable. But if we yield to the plan and the purpose of God, if we be willing, and as we learn of Jesus, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's our struggle to hold on to us, to hold on to what we may want that may not be aligned to his will, that makes the walk so unbearable and so much more uncomfortable than it would be if we chose to be a willing vessel, willing to be made into a vessel of honor to show forth his glory in the earth and not try to build our lives around what we want and and what we think we got to have in our life right now well God bless you we invite you to come back next uh, Thursday hopefully we'll be here at 630 p.m. we have over 100 I think over 150 broadcasters in our archives please visit our archives and listen to some of our old messages and invite a friend to join us here on Word Alive, Thursday at 6.30 p.m. God bless.